0: I'm Gina Livy and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss, it's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm gonna talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives from my 91 day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's gonna give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on ACAST, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Five of the program, okay, so first of all, I am so super excited about this segment today. It is one of my favorite things to do and talk about, which is maximizing. So um, it wasn't too long ago, and this is my 18th group, that I used to just get on camera with members who found themselves struggling who were saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing all the things, and my weight just isn't moving. And so, out of those conversations, I devised a checklist, the same checklist, actually, that I use with my personal clients just to kind of go through and highlight all of the things that can be done, uh, just to be a little bit more proactive when it comes to getting and keeping that scale moving. So at this point, we like to create a lot of resources for you. We've had some amazing conversations. Uh, We had that conversation, two conversations with Dr. Paul, actually. It was a two-part series on four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Now listen, if your weight is slow to move, that fucking sucks. It is a bummer. I'm not going to take those feels away from you, but here's what I know is that I have never met anyone I couldn't help as long as they're willing to put the time into the process. Sometimes it's gonna take longer for some people to reach their goals than others for a variety of different ways. What I know for sure is that there is zero science out there to support the fact that you're never going to lose your weight. Zero science. What we're up against, though, is a diet industry that likes to talk about how weight loss is just so easy. Eat less, exercise more. At the end of the day, if you're not losing weight or you're gaining weight back, then it's your fault. And it's much more, weight loss, first of all, is much more complicated than that. Um, sure. Moving your body matters. Sure. Being mindful of your food choices matters. It also comes down to the quality of foods you're consuming, um, how your body has learned to function, um, all the physical things like lack of sleep and how to manage your stress and your hormones. Like we talked to, uh, with Dr. Paul, um, things like inflammation, uh, gut issues, food sensitivities. Plus All of the the mental things that you're dealing with, issues and associations that you've tied in and around food, since, you know, some of you, since you were very young, um, how detrimental the diet industry has been to your health and wellness, not prioritizing in yourself, putting everybody else's needs above your own. So there's just a lot to it. Hang on, I'm just um, opening up my, there's just a lot to it, and today we're gonna go through all of it. tell all of it! this is troubleshooting. What I suggest is that you pull out the uh, maximizing checklist. Now, if you have access to the Facebook support group, because I know some of you are following along just by way of our book and our podcast, it is on page 128 of our winter uh, book. You can also print it off as a file in the file section. I would bookmark this whole conversation um, and really refer back to it often. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my iPad going so I can answer some of the questions. One, six, There we go. i got to remember the right combination. Okay. So what I have here is the let's talk maximizing efforts checklist. And there's like 20 different points on it and a bunch of, you know, pretty much anything and everything we could think of for you to check off. It's not an exhausting list. You might find even more on here that you can actually do, which I think is really exciting. Now for the most part, most people are following along. Um, Kaylee and Nadine yesterday, if you haven't had an opportunity, what a vibe our spill the tea conversation for week six. Um, I highly suggest you, you search it out if you hadn't had an opportunity to watch it live. It's in the guides, it's on our podcast. Talk about just a whole vibe and really emb- embracing the program and the process and really getting excited about it, really being all in and really looking at it in the most positive, optimistic way. Not that there wasn't struggles, not that there wasn't feels, not that there wasn't messy middles, but really just getting excited Excited about this process. Um, you might have already figured out by now, I don't bullshit. I don't blow smoke up your ass. I'm not promising you the world. What I am promising is if you stick around long enough, you're going to um, see some amazing results and come to some pretty amazing realizations. You're going to work on strengthening your mind-body connection. You're going to rewire how your body's come to function physically and mentally. And truly, this is your best chance at sustainable, maintainable weight loss. Because it's one thing to have you lose the weight. We're where my heart is it's in the maintenance of that it's really taking that space in your brain that's consumed what to eat know what not to eat you know all the years of dieting and really move past it there has to be an end to your weight loss journey and this is my goal to get you there so let's uh, let's pull out the maximizing efforts checklist now you can simply print this off each week refer back to it and use it as a checklist I'm gonna take it a step further and I'm gonna suggest that you score yourself out of 10. Give yourself a score out of ten. Now, this isn't meant to berate yourself. You know, it's it's not to you know if you if you get a low score, or, you know, get on yourself or be like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure, I'm a loser, I'm never gonna lose this weight. Um, it's to really highlight and really get honest with yourself and look for things that you can do that you're not doing that are really gonna make a big difference. All the little things that you can do really add up. It's not any one thing for any one person on this program that's gonna work or not work for them. If you take any one of these things and have someone who's not doing all the things in combination with the program, They might not notice a difference, but all of your effort combined with all the things that you're doing, make no mistake, makes a massive difference. So a lot of times when it comes to scoring, I just want to be honest about this. For example, someone will give themselves a 10 for exercise and I'll be like, okay, so you've given yourself a 10 for exercise. What's your, or, you know, moving your body because you don't have to join a gym and you just got to move. The human body is meant to move. What is your, you know, why are you giving yourself a 10? What are you doing? Well, I walk my dog, you know, three times a week. Okay. Um, how long? Well, 10 minutes. Okay. Do you get your heart rate up? No. My dog's a little bit older. They can't walk very far and they can't walk very fast. Okay, well, why'd you score a 10? Well, because I'm doing the best that I can. I'm moving more than I ever have. And although I love that and I appreciate that, your reality is you could move a lot more in terms of being proactive and you're not getting your heart rate up. You're not really putting the time probably that your body needs to expend the energy that you need to also, you know, get a good deep night's sleep. You know, like there's so much and such a benefit to exercise. If you can't do it, I totally understand and respect that. At the same time, you have to factor that in. So if you're getting on the scale every day and you're ragging on yourself, why isn't my scale moving? Why is my scale moving? And you're not really moving your body, you know, and you, you're not really getting great night's sleep because you're still up watching Netflix at night. You're still not drinking enough water. Now a lot of people give them points for drinking more water, right? They're like, well, I've scored a ten on water. Well, how much water are you drinking? I'm drinking two and a half liters. How tall are you? Six foot tall. How much weight do you have to lose? 80 pounds. Okay, I get that you're drinking more water than you ever have. You may be working really hard at it, but at the end of the day, you're not getting the amount that you need. Now, some people are restricted in the amount of water that they can drink. So again, it's not gonna stop you from reaching your goal and the exciting thing is, if you can't, for medical reasons, health reasons, drink the amount of water that is suggested, and again, that's recommended, not by me, this is Harvard, this is Cleveland, this is science, they're telling us the basic amount that our bodies need. If you can't consume that, it's not that you're not going to lose weight, but you have to factor that into your journey. And then maybe look in other areas where you can kinda of, you know, bump it up a little bit more and and offset the things that you can't do with the things that you can do some people are, are got in their car and they're driving to Disneyland and they're driving a brand new fancy sports car and they're gonna hit all the green lights and they're gonna get there so quick they're not they're not gonna you know they're not gonna do layovers and sleepovers and sightsee along the way and visit people they're just gonna get their asses there And then other people, their cars are a little bit more, they're older. Maybe they're a little broken down, do you know? Um, Maybe they're going to hit every single, you know, red light. Maybe they're going to be in a, you know, a traffic jam. Maybe they'll get a, you're on the road. You just have to keep moving forward, right? So, hello. (laughs) We are expecting a big storm here today. So I'm assuming that's what's happening with my internet. Everyone's journey is going to look a little different. Okay, let's get into this. So we have our Maximizing Your Efforts Checklist. The first one is, are you following the program to the best of your ability day in, day out? Not like are you trying really hard. Not are you doing more things than you've ever done. Like are you really maximizing your efforts, showing up every single day? For example, setting your intentions, end of day reflections, um, going through your checklist, checking into the group, watching the check-in video, asking any questions that you need. Um, prepping your, your meals and your snacks so you're ready to go. Are you being consistent, right? Like are you showing up to the best of your ability? That not just includes the physical things that you need to do, but mentally. Are you showing up festering in your funk and just, you know, bringing a whole bunch of bummer energy to this? Yeah, I get it. You're pissed off. It's taken a long time. You're frustrated, but are you actually like moving forward in this process? You know, this is where you have to take a real good look at yourself. Maybe your job is getting in the way. Maybe your life is getting in the way. And that's, okay. Sometimes something has to give and sometimes that's you and your time and your ability to prioritize yourself. But you have to be really real about that. Like If you're recognizing, I can't do all these things, but I'm here and I'm doing what I can do, which make no mistake, is going to get you one step closer to your goal. There's no downside in showing up and just doing the things that you can do. In fact, if that is your reality, you should be patting yourself on the back on the fact that you are showing up regardless of what, right? But we do really need to be real. Is our output, our output is going to be what we get back, right? And some of us are, you know, our output is a little bit, impaired because of things that we're dealing with in our lives. So we just have to be really real about that. Um, Have you watched all the videos? And I know you haven't watched all the videos. Are you a returning member and watched all the videos again? This is so important because you're coming in with a different body, first of all, physically, but also mentally, right? A different frame of mind. So when you watch the videos again, they're going to hit and resonate on a different level. Or at the very least, you're going to watch them and you're like, yeah, I know that. I got this. Like, check. I am on it. And what's that going to say to your soul and your confidence in doing the program? It's going to matter and make a difference, you know? The Living method, have you watched the video? Do you understand how things change and evolve? How, what you eat and when is going to change and evolve? Some of you, I noticed saying, well, I'm getting tired of this, I'm getting tired of that. Yes. Go back to the program overview. Go back to the program index, which talks about the different ways the program will change as we go, right? So really wrap your head around and understand it's a very systematic, step-by-step, week-by-week process where things change and evolve. Um, the food plan, do you understand why we're having nuts, when we're having nuts? Do you understand that veg snack? Do you understand what you're eating and why, do you know what I mean? And then when you understand it, you're gonna have more confidence in it. And then you'll really understand, when you're following along, why we're making the changes to it. The detox, right, the, let's talk detox. You want to understand how your body may or may not respond to the process, what's normal, what's not. The scale, so many of you are still popping into the group. I don't know what's going on, I'm doing all the things as my weight is up. Okay, well your weight can be up before it drops. You have to understand the scale. I know so many of you are resistant to it, You don't don't want to use it, but you really have to understand it and use it as a tool. You also have to be really really about weight loss. Nobody is going to lose 20 pounds in a week around here. It's just not going to happen. The reality is the scale is going to go up, it's going to go down, you're going to have plateaus. Your body is going to need to take time to adjust to the weight that you have lost, and chances are none of it is going to happen on the timeline that you want. <laughs> you know, you can show up, you can do all the things. You know, but you have to be really realistic about your Journey. I I love again, uh, Kaylee and Nadine yesterday in the spill the tea conversation. Before they did the program, they set aside a whole year, a whole year to reach their goals. Three programs in at this point, down 55 pounds, down 45 pounds. I just love the wrapping your head around a whole year, you know, like you can lose all your weight, some of you, in three months, but then it's going to take time to solidify that weight. And just because you're done physically doesn't mean that you're done mentally working through those issues and associations and beliefs and, you know, and continuing to reinforce those new habits that are supporting your new lifestyle. Understanding hunger. Are you, are you getting calm around foods? Are you still freaking out if your body lets you know that you're hungry? Are you really understanding that hunger is not an immediate need for food? Hunger is just a heads up. Hey, you might want to think about getting something to eat. You know, hunger at night doesn't mean that you're, you, you need Need to eat it's just your body's like hey I see you're up you might want to think about eating do you know there are reasons why you eat a meal for example we talked about this leptin resistance with dr. Paul Where if you eat a whole meal eat it to satisfaction 15 minutes like you're hungry again you get your hormones can be slightly off do you know there's all there's just more to it um, are you eating all the meals and snacks are you having token amounts of the meals are you afraid to eat more are you still counting and weighing and measuring your food that's really important checking into the Libby method app the Facebook support group are you you using the tracking sheets? There's so many things that you can do. Uh, Number two, has your body had time to make change and focus on fat loss? A lot of times we come into this process and we feel like I've been doing this forever. I've been doing this forever and and I get that. You're tired, you're exhausted, you're just so done. You want it done but you haven't been doing this forever and you need to do this for long enough. Um, Again, the, the conversation we have with Dr. Paul was you know it's it's about giving the body time ultimately the secret sauce here isn't well my program there's a rhyme and a reason to everything um you know it's it, it tells you what you need to do to get this done the quickest but really the secret to it is giving the body the time that it needs it's the giving it's knowing what to do giving it the resources and then giving it the time the time to actually make real foundational change change that's going to last you know physically mentally all of it that's a big part of it you know um i know i know i know you wanted to lose your weight last week, right? But all you can do is just keep moving forward, you know, and again, consistently following the food plan. I'll have people who've been like, I don't know what's going on, you know, my weight isn't moving, and I'm so frustrated, and then I get into it and have a conversation, and they've, they've been sick for like three weeks and taking antibiotics. I'm like, okay, I love that you're here, I love that you're doing the things, but you've been on antibiotics and sick for the last three weeks. Obviously, that's going to factor in. This isn't your body having the, uh, um, you know, optimal opportunity to solely focus on fat loss. Your body has been focused on other things, you know, Uh, things you can do about that hit all the meals and snacks, um, make sure you're following the program as designed. A lot of times people, um, they kind of revert back into what worked to, for them before. I know some of you so stuck on higher protein, lower fat, you know, eliminating carbs. This is not a low carb, no carb program. This is the right carbs at the right time. Carbs are a very important part of your diet. Are you, have you, uh, not only are you drinking enough water, have you taken a good honest look at the supplements? So again, I do not make any money off supplements, I suggest. I do not, not benefit dr. Paul doesn't benefit these are just things that I would be totally remiss not to talk about that can be a major player in some of your in some of your weight loss journey and if the scale isn't moving for you and you you know for example you're not getting enough good fat in your diet because you're you're following low fat you're not eating a lot of fish you're super stressed you know you you might benefit from adding an omega-3 you know without enough good fat coming in your body can be really reluctant to let go of the fat that makes you fat magnesium such a major player in the body and if you are deficient and 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 statistics show us that most people are that can hinder your body's ability to convert your foods into energy and for your body to function at most optimal levels vitamin D it seems so simple $15 a few drops in and you know again people can be very deficient um, if they're not getting outside it's winter time we're in Canada I know about you but I am not getting 15 20 minutes of Sun on my skin every day and if I do get it on my face I'm using wearing sunscreen, you know? So so it's a great idea to go back maybe and to, you know, go over those first basic set of supplements. Again, I'm very mindful about the money that you got to put into this process you've already probably spent enough money um, but I, what I really am more mindful about is you being really successful and just giving the body what it needs so it can do what you need to do which is focus on fat loss um, setting intentions end of day reflections like day in day out I'm not just talking a couple good days a week I'm talking like every day your focus is on making as many choices as possible that fall in line with your goals um, number three have you had uh, a flu or a cold or any other sickness that your body is dealing with with like we do have to factor in our health issues but it's because of your health issues your body wants to be as healthy as possible. And it doesn't want to lug around a bunch of excess fat. Every extra pound of fat that you carry above and beyond what your body's needs is hard on your body. So, but, but however, we do need to factor these things in, right? Like if you've been on antibiotics, if, you know, God forbid that you're coming off, um, recovering from cancer or any kind of ailment or illness, or, you know, um, anything that you might be dealing with, it's not going to stop you from reaching your goal, but it might slow you Down in the interim. When you are sick, are you following the sickness protocol? This is really important because I've heard so many people be like, oh my God, I'm so sick, but I'm doing the things. I'm like, you don't want to do the things. What you want to do is take care of yourself, get lots of rest, lots of fluids, keep your foods nice and light, like really give your body the time. And then sometimes mentally, we feel like, I'm ready to get back at it, but your body's like, man, are you kidding me right now? I'm not ready to get back at it, you know. So forcing the food plan, you know, making sure you you don't want to avoid that, you know, don't force yourself to eat something if you're not hungry for it, especially when you're sick. You have to be able to trust your body. And you not eating while you're sick because your body isn't hungry is not the same as you being fully functioning and just starving and depriving yourself. You not eating while you're sick when you don't have an appetite or you can't even. So you know when you can't take your food, that is your body trying to support the fact it doesn't want you to eat. Your taste buds are there as well to help you be in tune with your portions and you'll start to notice this when you're paying attention along with asking those four questions. When you start to get satisfied on your food you'll notice your food doesn't taste as good as it did in that first initial bite when you were hungry. So even your taste buds will shut down and this is something that happens a lot when we're sick. When you're sick your body wants to rely on your emergency energy reserve because digestion takes a lot of energy so it purposely keeps you low energy so it can focus on healing and repairing and rebuilding and helping you feel better drinking enough water I know we're all sick and we never drink enough water even though we've been told you know since the day we were born drink lots of fluids you know and just like when we're in detox when you're sick fluids are not appealing but it's you know one of the most important things that you can do okay This is a big one, number four, managing your stress levels. And I think every time I have a conversation with Dr. Paul, um, just stress becomes, like, I've been helping people lose weight for 30 years. And first of all, you have to remember, when I started helping people lose weight, metabolism wasn't a word. No one talked about metabolism. No one talked about insulin. No one talked about cortisol. No one talked about lifestyle factors. Like nobody talked about those words didn't even really exist. Nobody talked about those things. I remember I was working in television and I went to Moses Neimer, and that's a blast from the past at the time. And uh, because I was working for City TV, and I was like, I want to do a lifestyle show. And he's like, lifestyle, what is that? What is it? I said, it's a lifestyle. It's like, how you live your life and, you know, like the things that you're doing and moving your body, because I was really into fitness and whatever. And he's like, no one cares about lifestyle. Now it's all we talk about is lifestyle. So things have really changed. And it has been probably 30 years since I've needed to help someone lose weight because they just simply eat all the wrong things. Like I, I haven't had a client in 30 years whose issue was if they just ate healthy foods, they would lose weight. Um, st- stress has become more and more and more of a factor, especially after the pandemic. I don't know about you guys, um, but for so many reasons, just stress, you know, our immune system's broken down, but besides that, you know, the economy and finances and what's happening with friends and family, we live very stressful lives. And our bodies still function on a very primitive level. That's the problem. Our bodies are, like, always in a state of, like, fight or flight, right? It's it's never in that relaxed state, you know? How often did you laugh yesterday? Were you relaxed or did you wake up, every, like, in the morning and, like, ah, I gotta do this, ah, I with my kids, ah, i to bed, ah, you know, like, just... And you can feel it and when you're on that, when you are stressed, it's like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Now we have talked about stress management techniques we talked about supplements that can help with stress. You can actually use stress to your advantage as long as you are helping to manage it. You can actually use it as a catalyst for your body to really rise to the occasion. Your body wants you to survive. It wants you to work at its best. So it can look at stress as a challenge. Okay, I'm being stressed. Let's kick it up a notch all around to adapt to the stress, to make sure I survive and I thrive, right? So this is where you need that downtime, though. You can't constantly be in a state of fight or flight, you definitely need to take time to calm that body down. And that vagus nerve, which is your whole messaging system, basically telling your body what to do with what, right? Some deep breathing exercises throughout the day, like taking time. So manage your stress is probably the most underutilized but most important tool that you have in your toolbox. Whether it's taking an eps and salt bath, you know, going for a walk, um, doing some meditation, reading a book, journaling, anything that you can do to help manage your stress and then of course on the other side of that really is sleep and sleep is so important that you get like your deep and your REM sleep so quality sleep not longer amounts of sleep in fact you may be noticing that you're actually getting shorter amounts of sleep and then waking up feeling a lot you know better rested so it's not like if you only have five hours six hours it's not like well I can't get more sleep so I'm never going to lose my weight that's not what it's about it's about trying to get the best quality sleep if your mind is racing all night using a journal, practice good sleep hygiene like really listen to that conversation that we had with Atlanta she had some really great tips in there Um, you know simple things and and I was like the worst at this too like I had my whole office up in my bedroom because I thought it was convenient and easy Meanwhile, the minute I removed it, I could feel the energy of when I walked into my bedroom um, and just felt so calm. I was like, wow, I had no idea that just the triggering thoughts of seeing my workspace in my bedroom had on my ability to calm down at the end of the night and sleep. You know, organizing your space right now, man, my room's in mess. I, I just got back from a trip. I'm going to go on another trip. I have my still have my luggage all over the place. I'm worse than my kids. I swear. I'm like, okay, I they don't have, Fucking time to clean my room, but it's also messing with my head, it's causing stress in my brain because I walk in my room and I don't think sanctuary, even though I got a new fancy bed and mattress and all of that. It's a mess. So today I'm like, I've had enough. I need to take my time out of my day, prioritize cleaning my room so that when I walk into my bedroom, I'm calm. I have four kids right now, three dogs and a cat in my house. Like (laughs) it's really chaotic. I need a sanctuary. So things that you might not think. Think about, you know, does the color of your room, if you know, bring you joy? If you have the, you know, if you have the means to, you know, you know, do some nice little touches here and there in order to do that or just simply organize, right? Your, your nighttime routine, stop watching TV so late at night, you know, switch over to a book for the last half hour, like whatever you can do. And again, in this 20 questions... It's a whole list of things, and there's also room for you to add more. So if you missed it at the beginning, I'm troubleshooting. I'm going through the 20 questions, and I'm suggesting that beyond checking off the list, you're also scoring yourself on a score of 1 out of 10. On if you could do all of the things you're a 10. not trying to do not working more not doing more than you're used to like actually doing the things and the reality is some of you may be scoring really low on some of these things like your ability to drink the amount of water because you have health issues like moving your body maybe because you broke your leg or your hip and you can't move and none of these things are going to stop you from reaching your goals but it is bringing a dose of reality to where you are at in which hopefully that it provide you with some patience and being like, okay, do you know what I mean? I am not doing hundred percent, but I am still here. And what I'm doing is adding up. And if you can't be hundred percent in some areas, then maybe you can kind of bump it up in other areas, right? So
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: Um let me get through this. So question number 6, uh which is are you drinking enough water? Man, you know, not only are you drinking enough, but have you decided like okay, I'm drinking this amount each day. Now you've reached that amount, but your your lips are super dry and you're thirsty, but you've reached this amount. This is the amount you put in your app, so this is the amount you're drinking and that's it. Like it's not just above and beyond drinking enough now. It's really being in tune to your body's changing needs day to day. So some days you might need more or less than others. So it's really about being in tune to that. Also when the scale starts to move right, normally the scale will go up before it goes down because that's the body retaining water in order to release the fat. And then what happens after that scale starts to move, your body continues to retain water in in order to continue to move the down that scale. So if you start drinking enough water, the scale starts to move and then and you don't drink the water because when you're in detox water is just not appealing just like when you're sick water is not appealing what happens is the body's retaining water so that that brings that scale right back up again it's not that you didn't lose that weight it's not that your body still isn't dropping the weight it's that it's retaining water to continue to move the down that scale so that's where you want to make sure you stay on top of your water and then adjust right so so and again you don't get you don't get points for trying i i would love to give you points for trying you you pat yourself on the back be super proud of yourself for doing what you can do and trying but when it comes to this process it's not points for trying it's points for doing and again if you can't do all the things that's okay that's your reality and maybe you can offset them somewhere else right so make sure you're drinking enough water are you adding trace minerals to it I mean it's you know it's a real bugger to have to do I have trace minerals on here do some trace minerals online yeah I got some right here um, add them to your water they, they affect the taste of your water like it's not fun it's not fucking fun to be adding trace minerals to your water but while you're working towards this goal the more you can better retain the water right the more effective it's going to be so if you're drinking a lot of water and you're feeling like it's just running if you're drinking a lot of water and you're still peeing every five minutes it could be that your body's just not retaining that water because your sodium levels are off and you need to add some trace minerals to the mix right it, I, I again I don't want anyone buying anything unnecessarily I do not, I make no money from this company. They don't send me free shit. I don't. I don't benefit in any way. Um, there are lots of different other trace minerals. You can make sure you salt your food. Um, you know, have you? Have you? Are you bringing a water bottle with you? Are you drinking alcohol? I. I had a glass of uh, wine last night, man. My lips are so dry. I <laughs> but man, am I drinking water? No, I'm not. I'm drinking coffee this morning. Big ass coffee. I'll get on the water though. So. Um And the bulk of your water, right, make sure you 're getting it in it. So number seven, are you making your meals and snacks nutrient-rich as possible? This is so important. Off the heels of our conversation with Dr. Paul yesterday, talking about ghrelin and leptin and your hunger hormones. We're gonna talk more about this in the weeks to come. Um, but protein and fat, and again, every, every time I say that, I have to preface this. This is not a high-protein diet. You're not putting your body in ketosis. But making sure you are getting protein in your meals um, and good fats in your meals, feed into your satiety hormones. So for example, you eat a fruit and i know you're going to say well if this if this is with it, there's a rhyme listen if i explain this and you're like well how come we're not adding protein and fat to our fruit snack i know for sure you didn't watch that food plan video Eventually, we'll be adding a protein and fat to your fruit snack. Right now, it is still fruit, fruit on its own. So you eat that fruit, right? It gives you a certain amount of energy. Now, if you were to eat half that fruit and add in a few nuts and seeds that are higher in protein and fat, you're going to get that energy from that fruit plus more sustaining energy from the nuts and seeds, which are going to feed into your satiety hormones and have you feeling more satisfied. This is why, you know, your kids, for example, you can eat a whole, they can eat a whole pizza and or a whole you know three hot dogs half hour later they're hungry again and this actually happened with my kids way back in the day and i would like they would eat a pizza or whatever and by the time i'm done cleaning up dinner they literally be like i'm hungry can have a snack and i'd be like what the actual f you just ate four slices of pizza how are you freaking hungry And then, you know, I, I, and again, in knowing what I know and looking into your satiety hormones, I started giving them things like piece of chicken with, you know, some leafy greens, some vegetables, adding in good fats, whether it's cheese slices, avocado, whatever that might be. And I actually paid attention. I actually did this to see the difference. And, you know, it would seem like they hardly ate anything in comparison to the four slices of pizza that they would wolf down, but then they were satisfied for hours afterwards and wouldn't come looking for food I have four kids man snacking is a real was a real thing especially when they were younger and I was like you know there's something to this and the same thing goes for us this is what I mean by you can eat a lot of food it's not the volume of food that you're eating it's the nutrient value of the foods that you are eating so this is what I mean by nutrient rich so make sure you read over the nutrient rich post make sure you have a really good handle on proteins, carbs and fats and and really what they're all about. Making sure that you're not just having carrot sticks for your veg snack. Like if you're finding yourself overly hungry, I know we're downsizing this week and you, you know, obviously you will be a little hungry, but In general, especially when we have our weeks of eating dissatisfaction, if you're just having carrot sticks for your veg neck and not adding cheese and not adding a dip or not adding something like olives, do you know what I mean? You're really missing out. It's absolutely a benefit to make your food choices as nutrient-rich as possible. Um, Are you being mindful of your sugar intake? This this is one too. Um, You know, sugar in my coffee right? Sugar in my tea in the afternoon, little bit of this, little bit of that. We're not afraid of sugar. I'm not fear-mongering. Some of you get your double-double coffee every day, which is not going to stop you from reaching your goals. You're probably noticing it's getting a lot sweeter because your taste buds are more enhanced. You're more in tune to your body. Taste buds are a way the body communicates with you. And you could be noticing that your coffee is really sweet every day, yet it hasn't occurred to you to drink, to add less sugar. Right. So just be mindful. A lot of times we keep doing things out of habit and we order our double double each day. And maybe you might be surprised that you only need one pack of sugar or, you know, maybe you really don't need any sugar at all. Right. So being mindful and in tune. Um, are you are you still doing the low fat, no fat thing? That's man, that's such a big one. That's so 80s. Honestly, the low fat, no fat is so 80s. It, it, the, the, I swear single handedly, not single-handedly, but pretty close. The low-fat, no-fat era—era—it's just that's what made people gain weight. That 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 just sort of was when obesity rates actually started to climb it was so messed up, you know, tied into cholesterol, which, you know, sure, if you have cholesterol issues, you do want to be mindful of your saturated fats, your trans fats, especially, but, you know, we now know that actually bumping up your good quality fats can offset your, you know, your your saturated fats are actually good fats that turn into kind of, you know, okay fats that turn into good fats when you have enough of the great fats, like your omega-3s and 6s and whatnot, and how important it is. So, I know so many people still afraid of eating fat, and you really got to, you got to get embrace this. Read the science Saturday post. That's another one you can do. Read the science Saturday post. Are you moving your body? Number eight. Really? Let's be real about this. Are you exercising in your mind? Do you want to exercise? What are you really doing? Are you sweating? Are you getting your heart rate up? Are you moving your body? Not for just the sake of physical, but also mental, right? Like, Give yourself a score to 1 out of 10. Be really real on this. Like if you're exercising three, four times a day, half hour a day, getting your heart rate up, doing some resistance training, doing some stretching, I'll give you a 10. 10 isn't like, you know, pounding the crap out of your body and exercising for two hours a day so you can't move and you're so sore. That's not a 10. You know, there is something to be said about overtraining too. But really, like moving your body consistently, I mean, they do say anywhere from 10 minutes to a uh, half hour a day, um, kind of minimum, getting your heart rate up, you know, having some kind of movement. On top of that, stretching. Are you stretching? Are you helping your body relax? Any of those things, right? Um, are you doing things like taking the stairs? I know it's so lame and so cliche to say. I Every time I say it, I'm just like, ah, You know, take the stairs, park further away. You know, there are things that you can do. Are you going for walks? Are you going for walks after dinner? great way to help with digestion, help your body wind down. You know, have you read the exercise post? Are you being mindful to exercise? It's not when we have amazing energy that we should exercise. It's actually when we're tired. That's when we actually should use our body. Using our body creates more energy. Um, are you helping your body in detox? Like have you read the supporting the body in detox post? Once that scale starts to move, are you just like my work is done and let's see what happens? Or are you like all in, right? Um, are you, do you see that scale starts And This is where you pull back and start eating less and do old diet shit and start, start, start skipping your meals and snacks. A lot of people do that. I totally get it but they're like, scale is finally starting to move. If I do these things that work for me in these other diets, it's going to move faster when in reality, it's going to have the opposite effect. This is where you got to be even more consistent, you know, consistent with your meals and snacks and drinking your water and supplements you're taking, still making sure to eat those token amounts if you're not hungry. I know that freaks you out eating more. How does that work? It's all about how it plays out overall, right? And keeping your blood sugars more consistent, um, making sure your body's consistently getting what it needs. So it no longer feels the Need to store fat right this is the case give the body what it needs no longer feels need to store fat help it focus on releasing the fat and it's by doing these things right when your scale is moving are you trying to get to bed early are you trying to move your body are you do you know what I mean are you supporting this are you trying to get a good night's sleep are you snacking at night even because you're hungry even though you're probably hungry because the scale is moving do you know what I mean doing everything you can to support the body and detox are you um taking medications or have health issues that need to be factored in so again, because of health issues, your body wants you to be as healthy as possible. But sometimes we need to factor these things in. Do you have thyroid issues? Now having thyroid issues is not gonna stop you from reaching your goals, but are you doing everything you can to support your body in dealing with your thyroid issues? Are you getting your blood work done? Are you checking in with your doctor? Are you seeking out thyroid experts who maybe have some things that you can kind of cross-reference on with what you're doing here? You know, maybe the kinds of foods that work really well if you're if you're dealing with thyroid issues you know same thing if you're a diabetic, you know, like, you know, everyone likes the taste of sweets, but are you using a ton of artificial sweetener? Do you know what I mean? As a substitute, are you really maxing out all the things that you can do to help support your body? You're, are you missing your gallbladder and not adding in bile salts or using digestive bitters or starting your day with apple cider vinegar and lemon water because it's not convenient or hard when it could really actually make a difference? Are you missing organs in your body that you can, you know, I know it's such a, 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 a it's one the post here like my, number 11 are you missing any organs you have to factor in the way your body has come to function and be able to support it the best it possibly can right so um, working with your healthcare provider is it was a really big one. Um, have you adjusted your water intake to accommodate any medications that you're taking because of your health issues? A lot of them have a really dehydrating effect and then it gets you to crave carbs and sugar which you eat more and that's why they have a side effect of weight gain, you know. Uh, let's see where we're at. Do you have hormone issues that need to be addressed and factored in? So Today, we are posting the four main reasons why your weight may be slower to move. Highly suggest you listen to the conversation with Dr. Paul. Also, really get to understand hormones are not just your menopausal and your sex hormones. The hormones are things like insulin and cortisol and your hunger hormones and so many different hormones in your body. And at the most basic level, sort of understand how they factor in. It's like your whole messaging system for your whole body, controlled by that vagus nerve. You know what I mean? So you really, and this is why I love the science. Post because they're really broken down in a way you can understand, and then tied into where we're at each week. Also, why I love that conversation with Dr. Paul as well. Um, this is definitely a conversation I want to expand on with him. With and with if you know you're dealing with these things. Are you doing the things to help get better sleep, manage your stress, move your body? Do you know what I mean? Having that breakfast. Are are you dealing with hormone issues and yet skipping breakfast each day? Because that's one of the things that we know can be beneficial even when you're not looking to lose weight is to have a nice high protein breakfast each day. right? Are you skipping breakfast thinking that's going to get you ahead when in reality it, it actually is quite the benefit? Um, have you had your blood work done? I know this is not, you know, something that everyone can get done. But if you do have the means, haven't had a physical in a while, like go check in with your doctor, right? Get get that physical done. Get a baseline of blood work done. Talk to your doctors. You are empowered now. You are no fucking joke. You are still here, showing up, putting this kind of effort, time, energy, and effort into helping yourself get healthier. Your doctor is going to love that. We have more and more doctors each year. Of course, we're accumulating the science behind the program which helps, um, as supporting and suggesting the living method to people, which is very exciting, but it's not based on us. It's about how their patients are coming to them and making these huge, sweeping lifestyle changes that that are actually being reflected in the blood work that they're getting done and the health issues that they're dealing with. Your doctor is going to have nothing or should have nothing but mad respect for what you're trying to do. And now maybe they may say, you know what, I think if you're feeling good and you're whatever, you may not need some blood work. And then maybe you can say, well, when I come back to you and I drop another 20 pounds, that's significant change in my body. Perhaps then we can get a, a baseline of where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? Like work with them, have conversations with them, you know, uh, especially when it comes to supplements. Being I mean, a great way. If you like vitamin D, there's a test for that. Mind you, you do have to fork out money and if you have the means to do that, that may just just put your mind at ease and know where you're at. I for the I take my supplements and then I have an issue where I actually don't absorb them. I didn't actually know that until I had health issues and then got my blood tested. Back to those supplements, um, you know, again, the secondary supplements that we suggested uh, the other day with Dr. Paul, definitely not make or break, but what they can do is help elevate your health and wellness, right? So definitely look into those. Um, number 15, has your body been focusing on repairing, rebuilding, and making change? Are you noticing and tracking non-scale victories? This is so huge. Um, not only can it be really motivating to focus on non-scale victories, but you have to see what's happening beyond the scale. Your body changing, your clothes fitting different. Take photos, upload them into the app each week. We we can't touch your photos. We will never use your photo without your permission on any advertisements or anything that we do. Those are yours, yours alone. We're not looking at them, we're not seeing them. Upload those photos in your underwear. See, let's take a look and see what's going on. Like. Start racking up those non-scale victories. Reinforce the behavior of you showing up and all the amazing things that are happening that have nothing to do with the scale. Your body is only going to drop weight or make change. Usually after it drops weight, it has to solidify the weight and then makes change. So real healthy weight loss is something that, you know, people aren't used to seeing, in which it's crazy how much your body can change while the scale isn't moving. It's just, it's part of the body being able to get the resources it needs to repair and rebuild. Um, So, you know, are your rings looser? Are your measurements changing? Do you have increased energy? Are you sleeping better? These are all wins, focus on those. Are you getting a good variety of protein in your diet? You know, this is a good one. Some people do really well on meat. Some people not so much. Um, I, I'm not into eat meat, don't eat meat. I'd actually think that you should, you know, have a, a, a variety. I think that we know that people eat way too much meat, like something like a pound and a half or half a pound of meat, cooked meat per, per week um, is really all the average person needs. Obviously, we're consuming a lot more than that, but definitely making sure you're getting a variety of proteins in your diet, especially plant proteins, which also have their benefits. Plant proteins, God, man, they've gotten such a bad rap. I mean, definitely don't just eat soybeans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, but that's that you don't need to be concerned about plant, plant proteins and they can really bump up the nutrient value kind of, and again, you don't have to be like switching up and trying foods all around the world, but you know, like plant proteins do play a role in our body, do you know? And making sure you're getting a good variety in terms of your types of proteins, definitely beneficial as opposed to eating red meat four times a week, right? Like I know some people, and we have to be mindful and I know for finances, sometimes we, we make food and then we recycle the food and then we eat those leftovers four days in a row. And that's fine if then you're not eating red meat again for another couple weeks. So something to keep in mind. Do you have Digestive issues that need to factor in you know like your bowel movements like if're if you 're ba- not pooping every day, this is definitely factoring into your weight loss journey. And not that you're it's gonna stop you from losing weight, it's definitely gonna affect the process and definitely where you want to focus. You get bloated after every time you eat, come on, at this point we have to take a look at that. What is going on? It's not that you're eating too many vegetables and leafy greens, it's that your digestive system needs help digesting those vegetables and leafy greens. The answer isn't stop eating them, the answer is why, when you're eating these nutrient rich foods that the body needs, is your body reacting in this kind of way? Adding in digested bitters, they're my new favorite thing. I have literally have them right here. I actually crave them and love them. Uh, you know, um, probiotic, prebiotic, good fiber in your diet, adding good fiber in your diet. Like, if, and I know this is so like new school, but there's so much more research about your microbiome. You have the second brain in your stomach. What happens in your digestive system, it just so affects your health and wellness, you know, and it's just, it's a real thing. And the more you can kind of support it and understand it, the more not only is it gonna help you on your weight loss journey, but just your health and wellness in general. Um, we've, we've had a lot of conversations with Dr. Paul about digestive health. Again, all of this tying back into those four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Uh, on those underlying issues above and beyond maximizing all the efforts that you're doing here. And that's a big one. Are you adding those leafy greens? They're there for a a reason. They support the phase two detoxification process, which is really important. Uh, plus antioxidants and all of that. I know they're a pain in the ass. No one has to be making side salads every day, but are you making an effort to get them in? You know, um, are you sensitive to things like dairy and gluten and think, you know, Oh my God, every time I eat this, I feel like shit, but you keep eating it because it's good and it's cheese and it's bread or whatever. And it might, Like, I know that fucking sucks so bad to think that you might have to take those things out, but it may be your reality and it may be like feeding into your weight issue in the first place and your inability to move the scale in the way that you think that you like. So nothing is forever this is the time that you've taken to specifically focus on this. This is where you want to look into those things right now, where this is the focus, where this is going to have the impact. You know what I mean? So, so maybe you take them out for a week, maybe take them out for a month, maybe just take them out for a couple of days, whatever you can try to figure this out. If you think that there is something going on again, those conversations with Dr. Paul. Do you have uh, issues with bowel movements? If so, what are you doing to address them? Again, just kind of adding onto that conversation of digestive issues, adding in leafy greens, adding in fiber-rich foods, adding in a supplement. We do have a whole poo protocol. Um, loose bowel movements, totally normal, can be with this process. Um, you should definitely have good energy. They should You should be having them along with the scale moving. Some people, you know, if you lose, which we've had someone lose 80 pounds in the program, for example, they're pretty much in detox the entire time. Now, make no mistake, at some point they're going to have that big plateau, but their bowel movements would be affected. By that. So everyone is a little different in terms of their bowel movements. Get to know what's normal for you. Also work to improve your bowel movement situation. Here's a big one. Uh, sabotage. Are you sabotaging yourself? Honest to goodness. This is so huge and such an important conversation right now. Um, people sabotage themselves for so many reasons. Um, fear of failure. Oh my God, I can't stomach if this doesn't work for me. Um, I've told everybody, what if it doesn't work? So I'm just going to quit, you know, um, fear of success. Oh my God, what if this does work for me? What's that going to mean for me? How is that going to change things for me? What what then? And then what if I am successful and I lose the weight? Am I going to be able to maintain the weight? Oh my God, it just goes on and on and on. Again, when we talk about how the diet industry has really affected our mental health and our psyche, like in, in so many ways, honestly, especially if you've been trying to lose weight for a really long time so sabotage for you know not feeling worthy sabotage for a variety of reasons have you reviewed this sabotage post are you getting in your own way do you you keep doing something that you know you're doing what you do and then you you rag on yourself about afterwards and then that causes you to be in a constant state of festering in your funk, but you then you keep doing it and it keeps a vicious cycle. Like, you have to be aware. Self-awareness is such a big part of the process. Um, you know, are you making choices that are getting you closer to your goals or taking you further away from your goals, you know? Have you actually even thought about your why and why you're here? I know you've heard me talk about this a million times, but have you actually thought about it? Have you actually written it down? You know, are you setting realistic goals? Are you trying to lose, you know, a 100 pounds in three months? Because that ain't going to happen. The most everyone's ever lost is 80 and they had the weight to lose, you know? Um... Are you indulging in frustration? Are you having real conversations with yourself? Like, are you... Not only are you holding yourself accountable and having real conversations... This is whole thing's about real conversations. Um, you know, but are you also championing and being a cheerleader for yourself as well you you can't just rag on yourself um to get shit done you have to want to do this and when you reinforce your good behavior it makes you want to keep doing the things that are really helping you along you know are you identifying triggers and things that you're afraid of like the scale so many people are resistant to the scale but how many times have you heard people working through their issues with the scale right are you being patient? Ah, no. Is there anybody here who's being patient with the process, man? That's so hard. Um, are you trying to rush results? That's a big one. Future tripping, do you know what I mean? Be in the moment, you know, be in the moment. Being stuck in the past can make you depressed and future tripping can just give you anxiety. It's really important just to stay right in the middle. Um, do you believe, number 20, um, do you believe that you have what it takes to follow through and finish? If If I was to ask you right now, are you going to be here at the end? Not just at the end of this program. You can start with that. Do you believe that you're going to be here at the end of the program? I have full confidence. First off, you, if you, you're past the hard part, this is where the wins start to happen. This is this is the magic. This is getting through the messy middle and the end. This is where everything starts to really add up and make a difference. So if you're here now, you're, you're going to be a success story at the end. But do you really think that you're going to follow through and, and finish your goals? I, I was just on my socials today and someone was like, oh my gosh, I just asked myself and I didn't have an answer you know you can be trying really hard and wanting this really hard but if your belief system real deep down is that you're you're not gonna you're not gonna do this you're not gonna follow through on this this isn't attainable to you that is like factoring in above all the things that you can do on just like such an epic scale you know like really do you believe that you have what it takes to follow through that's. Are you going to be here at the end, right? Do you have faith that you can lose your weight finally and forever? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust this mind body connection that's happening? Do you still think your body's trying to fuck you over and make you fat? Do you think that your body's getting in the way? Do you think that your body doesn't want this for you? Do you know what I mean? Like these are real feels. I know I've been there. That's why. that's why I know. Um, you know, have you established your why? Have you reassessed your why? Some of you have been using the same old why for 20 years. (laughs) You're like, ah, I know why I'm here. Do you though? Do you? Are you going by the same why that you had 20 years ago? Do you know? I think, I think it gets to a point where It's not about fitting in those jeans anymore. You know what I mean? It's just far beyond that. Um, Have you considered what is motivating you and keeping you showing up and following through to the end and then reinforcing those things? Like what is keeping you going each day? You know, are you setting your intentions every day? Are you checking on yourself midday? Are you reflecting end of day? Have you visualized yourself at finally and forever? Have you... Have you taken the time to visualize? I do this all the time in my life. This is why I know I am going to create a business that's going to rival Noom Weight Watchers because my intent is helping people successfully lose weight finally and forever. That I know. I have visualized it to the point that I can feel it. I, I without a shadow of a doubt, my throat's not scratchy on it. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm not know those things. 100% confident that I am going to do this. I don't have a fucking clue how. I kind of figure it out every day, but I know because I've Visualized myself. I've seen myself and I felt myself there. Do you feel the same way about reaching this goal? Because that's how you got to feel in all your goals, you know? Um, have you asked yourself what finally and forever will look like or more importantly, feel like to you? What's it going to feel like? You've you've been trying this for so long. When you get there, when you get there, not if you get there, when you get there, when you get there, what is that going to mean to you? What's it going to look like to you? What's it going to feel like to you? What kind of everyone's out to live their best life or create their best life? What the fuck does that mean? What is your best life? Like, what is it if you could... You know, like draw a photo of it. If you could feel the feeling of it. What do you envision that being, do you know? Do you truly see yourself here at the end? Do you believe it without a shadow of a doubt? Now, you might have doubt and that's okay. Especially if this is your first program, You'll get there. This is where you got to keep showing up. This is where a little blind faith has got to come in. And I, I'm not just do what I say and blind faith, but you know, I, I am here to make sure that you are as successful as possible. It doesn't serve me for you really to not be successful in the end. It doesn't serve me to help you lose weight when my whole thing is maintaining your weight. That, That's my wish and my goal for every single one of you. And I know everyone on my team feels the same way. And in terms of the people who are you're surrounded with and doing the program, with, they all feel the same way at the end of the day, you know? So, so, um, you have the resources here. You have the support here. You have everything what you, everything you need, including your intuition and your mind-body connection. This isn't something that you're achieving. This is something you were born with and you have. You can do this. There is no reason why you can't. And that's what this conversation about today. So if you ever sit there and think, what can I do to get the scale moving? Or what more can I do? Or why is this? Or why is that? I'm hoping that you refer back to this conversation. I know it's, been a little intense I get a little excited about it I hope you refer back to your maximizing checklist I hope that you refer back to all the posts and all the guests and all the resources that you need uh, to be as successful as possible with this program Uh, thanks for listening thanks for uh, entertaining I know I didn't get to any of your questions I just want this to be a resource that you can fall back on and refer back to whenever you need it I hope that you found it super insightful Honestly, um, I think it's a conversation that I get really excited about because there's always, always, always something that you can do. And in that, I hope that you find hope. I want you to be hopeful that there are things that you can do. I want you to, if you recognize you're being held back by a lot of things, that you recognize you're being held back by a lot of things. It's not because of your desire to do this. It's not because you're not working hard. It's because you maybe can't do all the things that you would love to do. And that's okay. Still showing up and doing the things that you can do is going to make a huge difference. And at some point, sometime in your life, you basically go through different seasons, you'll have the time. You'll have the opportunity to maybe do a little bit more, you know, but it's still worth doing in the end. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Have an amazing day and I'll check in later. Bye.